0: episode six, whatever thought we make it this far. Welcome to another episode of the Patriot Alliance podcast, where we have fun and also have conversations with our friends. Uh, our mission is to encourage our community members to engage with one another uh, around topics big and small, uh, and help us connect as a community and grow as a community together. Uh, Dr. Steiger, I'm super excited for our conversation today. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing really well. I'm excited for this conversation, too. It's been a month this week, though. Um, been quite a week.
0: It has been a month long week and in that week and all the things that we juggle uh, we wanted to give a a quick and special shout out to our partner Ms. Cornell who is uh, our technology integration specialist and just a generally amazing person. Right, She's she's the person that uh, makes this podcast go every week and she's the reason that any of you lovely ears out there can hear my voice. Um, so, a special shout out to to Miss Cornell, Dr. Steiger. What are we talking about today?
1: So today we are joined by our very own Upper School Dean of Students, Miss um, Katie Hanks, um, who is a very good friend of mine. I'm very excited to chat with her, and we're going to talk about the complexities of what it's like to be different people within one bag of skin. Um, that we can bring all kinds of different identities, all kinds of different perspectives, all kinds of different approaches, and sometimes even different vocabularies and almost habits to different contexts and opportunities to engage with other people. And so um, Ms. Hanks has been around for a long time and I think is gonna be able to share with us some, some interesting insights. Ms. Hanks, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great, thank you so much for having me. I super, super lucky to be a part of this podcast.
0: Miss Hank, I just met you this year and I'm, I'm thrilled to pieces to know you, but how, what are some of the ways that uh, some of the different people at Viewpoint might know you and uh, tell us a little bit about the, the lifeline of, of your Viewpoint career thus far.
2: Oh well, lifeline is an understatement. So um I started working at Viewpoint when I was 19 years old as actually Katie Fox. So um started as a soccer coach working with Coach Kikugawa um while I played soccer competitively at Cal State Northridge. Um, you know, the the position started out to be just another way I could, you know, make some money and stay fit while while getting ready to, to compete in uh, the fall season. Um, and I just fell in love with it, fell in love with Viewpoint, um, fell in love with coaching. Um, so I just continued to try to do more at Viewpoint and uh, that led me to coaching uh, the CIF, um swim team for two years straight. I can't take much credit for that, but um, I was their dry land um, and strength and conditioning coach for a little while. And uh, it turned into an administrative role um, in the middle school, which I'm I'm super grateful for. So I started off doing student activities and student life, pretty much all the jobs that no one really was into doing at the time. Um, And they kind of just let me run with it. And so I developed the program and um, moved in then into the middle school dean of students role. And then most recently transitioned into the upper school. During the later years, I changed my name, got married, so now Katie Hanks, and I had three daughters, which is just so crazy. So yeah, I have definitely grown up at Viewpoint, I feel.
0: Uh, Another special shout out to Stevie, who makes an appearance in our faculty meetings every once in a while. She's always the best part.
2: (laughs) Oh, Stevie is is always on time too. Stevie is always on time.
1: (laughs) So, Mr. Rivers and I have a running conversation. Um, it, it's come up in, in probably four out of five different episodes where just different, we, we sort of reach points where we think about the different ways that we engage with things, depending on who it is that we are, right? So uh, Mr. Rivers has talked about Mr. Rivers versus Coach Rivers. Um, I've talked about being um, Dr. Steiger, teacher in the classroom, um, 11th grade dean. And dad, because I'm also a parent here, right? The pandemic certainly reinforced some of that stuff because it all got mushed together in my living room at times, where I, w- I could be all three at one time. Um, and I'm just wondering for you, for somebody who's had so much life and experience here at Viewpoint, um, what's it like for you navigating these different personalities and identities and relationships and engagements, students that you may have known since they were, you know. Eleven years old or twelve years old as sixth graders, and now you're seeing them as seniors in high school. Um, what's What's that like for you? Navigating being multiple people and one one person.
2: Yeah, it's a. I think that's a really interesting question and so complex, right? So it, it's there are so many different thoughts when you have, when you ask me that question. I have so many different things going through my head, but you know what I really think about is, you know the the idea of always wanting to bring my genuine and true self, um, in, with whomever, like in whatever context I'm, I'm talking with them about, right. Is, um, you know, coming to the table as me and, um, being, you know, finding some way to do that and, and doing it in the most genuine way possible, I guess. So, you know, depending on the context and, and having different conversations, obviously, my current role as dean of students, if I'm talking strictly with, with work, um, you know, it, it, the conversations go in many different directions, right? Sometimes um, conversations are real casual, sometimes they're a lot more formal. Um, so I think the big thing is, you know, finding ways to have those conversations in a way where it's, it's, it's me, it's genuinely me, um, and also... Um, still having those boundaries, right. And understanding the different, the different, um, environments that we're having the conversations in.
0: Yeah. Bound- boundaries is a, is a key part of this conversation. And, uh, when Dr. Steiger originally talked to me about this idea of multiple selves, coach Rivers and Mr. Rivers came immediately to mind. Right. And, and I created, uh, not necessarily created a persona, right. But I created certain boundaries for myself so that when I was in an, uh, an English classroom, I wasn't being uh, Coach Rivers because Coach Rivers might say things that an English teacher shouldn't say or do things in a classroom that's not productive to learning, right? Mm-hmm. Mr. Rivers, on the other hand, knows those boundaries well and, and navigates them for the purpose of learning in, in the classroom. So I'm, I'm really interested in your, your transition from that coaching role, from that 19-year-old into uh, an administrative role where now you can't just be happy-go-lucky coach and you can't just be kind of playing around. How did you navigate that uh, transition and those boundaries that go from being a coach to being an administrator?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, I think that is something that, you know, I am still continuing to grow with. Um, I think it's something that, yeah, as a 19-year-old when I started coaching here, it was a very different person than I am. Now, um, as a as a just a, a human being outside of work, but also in the workplace, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, I guess like your, your instinct is to take the the hat off, right? Is to be like, all right, I'm not Coach Hank, I'm not Coach Fox, I'm not Coach Hanks anymore. I am now Mrs. Hanks, you know, Dean of Students. Um, but I think the tr- the true toughness is trying to figure out how to keep that hat on. But just like you said. Um, just tailor it a little bit so that it's still you it still has a piece of you but that um, you're within boundaries right so a lot of that to answer your questions like you know I felt like it just took time it took a lot of um, like me maturing and understanding that um, you know it is a process and and taking time when I'm in these conversations and having to switch roles and create those boundaries like to take time after to be like, all right, how did that how did that go? <laughs> did it go well? Like did they hear what I was saying? Or was it just like, uh, or did I was it a hit or a miss? And like being okay with like being, you know, stoked and able to celebrate the hits, and then also like, okay, uh, I missed, missed mm-hmm. really hard. Like what could I have done differently um to bring myself, but also to keep that boundary? And um I think that's just part of maturing and growing up.
1: Um I've I've definitely gotten to be part of some of those conversations with you. Um and and especially I think really helpful for me is um I just want to say and and kind of verbalize in a in a public way this this um an appreciation that you've been really good at helping me to be introspective about some of those moments too. So like I'm I'm really impressed. I just want to share share my how impressed I am with that ability to for that I see in you to be able to kind of process those experiences after the fact it's been it's been amazing to learn that from you Um, thank you but i I also you're welcome thank you um but i also want to want to say you know i think mr rivers and i have talked about this but i can't remember if we've done it on air um is i i have a kind of inherent envy of um coaches sometimes because it feels like coaches for whatever reason and and i'd love to hear you talk about this a little bit um, have an ability to connect with students in ways that I've never been able to in the classroom. And I think it's even harder in my role as dean. Um, and so I've seen this, like, I think I'm being my authentic self. I think I'm doing what I'm doing. But I remember I had a, a senior last year who I'd known as a junior in the classroom. And then when I had transitioned to 11th grade dean, you know, I was, I was trying to chat with him and have fun. And he's just like, yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same anymore. You're dean. You're dean when you're in the hallway. It's not yeah. the same. Um, but so there's there are these gaps in these relationships between the relationship I want to have with students. I don't want to be able to engage, right? And and it feels like coaches have this like deep um personal relationship with students that that comes from something that they have. I wasn't an athlete in school. So I'm wondering if you can talk about, you know, what it is that that's in that experience that makes that such a such a true, deep, honest relationship between coaches and, and some of their athletes. And then what lessons can we learn from that to, to put into other places when we're when we're in other roles?
2: I mean, yeah, I, I think I think there's a couple factors in that. Um, in the co- the kind of the coach player relationship. I think uh, you know, one just like the first one off the bat is just, you know, the obvious is the the environment. Um, I think um it tends to be like the environment tends to be a little bit more casual, right? I mean, you know, Dr. Seiger, when you're talking to students, sometimes um, uh, this is something I'm aware about too. When I talk to a student, they're like, "All right, is she just, you know, wanting to catch up, or is there does she have something she like really needs to talk to me about that's like very serious?" You know, I definitely um, have been become more aware of when I when I say, "Hey, come stop on my office," and like really generally, I just want to see how everything's going. That like uh, my office means a lot, and that people enter my office with a whole package, which you know is very interesting in itself. Um, but I think from the coaching perspective. Um, you know, establishing with the team, right? You have like a common goal, right? A common goal is something that you're working towards where everybody's trying to work towards something bigger than just themselves. So I think that's where a lot of um, awesome relationships are formed because they know that we're like, everyone is in on the same path in the same direction. So I think that allows for those connections, and relationships to happen. Um, Pretty organically, right? Because we're into the same thing. We're, we're pushing ourselves towards the same direction. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, you agree too, Mr. Yeah. Peters?
0: Yeah, and and when I I had I've always been an athlete, right? So I, I I've never even uh, considered how much I got out of that perspective because I've always had it. But when you say Dr. Sag, when when I heard you say you, there's there's like an an avenue that we have that that you don't get. It's, it's exactly that it's an additional way to kind of bring that that conversation in and one of the things that uh, I'm interested to hear miss Hanks talk about is if there are any uh roles where you feel like you do something better or something worse or i'll give you I'll give you more of, of my answer just to, to make this clear um mr Rivers has a lot more patience than coach Rivers Right. Mm -hmm. Mr. Rivers will entertain a question. I'll lead you to another question. Oh, how did what do you think about that? Coach Rivers, on the other hand, has a bottom line that he's trying to get to. Right. When when you're my DB in cover two, I need you to do something so that that post doesn't get completed. Right. I need that to happen so that we can win the game. And there's a very clear bottom line. And I don't have a whole lot of patience for exploring the possibilities of how else you might do what I told you to do right? Mm -hmm. In your different roles, right, particularly as dean or as as coach, is there anything that uh, you feel like you're better at when you're in one of those roles?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, hearing your experience definitely like hit home with me for sure. Um, I think think when I'm in my dean role, I have um, learned to pay more attention to the person I'm talking to and what how they're coming in, right? And, and reading the situation a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just like I like I kind of just touched on, like if a student's coming to my office, I'm like, hey, stop by, right? Um, understanding that what that feels like to them, right? So reading the situation a little bit and then kind of thinking about what approach would help this student would connect better, would make them understand.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, in terms of coaching um because it's a lot more you know fast paced um but yeah like you said like i need, I need this now right i mean i need you to do this now so that our team can be successful because i'm seeing it right from the sideline um th- there's a lot less like okay i wonder how they might t- <laughs> i wonder how she might handle this right now it's like no no no. i need to tell you what it is right now um so i do think that you know, reading the situation and understanding where people are coming from helps me in my coaching on one-on-one, like kind of like post-game. But if we're talking about in the game, yeah, that doesn't happen as much as I would like it to. <laughs> Not
0: as much as I would like it to, absolutely. No. So this conversation, uh, as, as, as zoomed in as we can go, we can also zoom out a lot, right? Um, for our students who are coming into uh, uh, our community, and for everybody who's coming into my community, including myself, right? Uh, I'm new this year. I'm learning a lot about viewpoint remotely. A lot of you only exist in my imagination because I haven't seen you in real life, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Can you speak to how you you navigate knowing where to set your boundaries, right? So that uh, as you come into different spaces and as you uh, build a community with the community that is new or that is evolving, particularly I'm thinking of when you went from coach to uh, uh, dean in the middle school and then when you went from dean in the middle school to dean in the upper school, how do you recreate those boundaries so that you can bring your fullest self into your different roles and uh, and be be you at the same time?
1: I, I just wanna add a piece before you you weigh in on that and remind you that when we chatted about this, one of the things you commented on was the fact that your seniors this year, you knew as sixth graders in the middle school. So, you know, thinking about, you know, it's not just like new students, it's not just new faculty and all of these things, but it's also people that you've known for a long time in so many different contexts as they've grown um, and as you've grown. So.
2: Yeah, Go. I think, oh my gosh, I know. I, I think that's, a I think that's like kind of a million dollar question, to be honest. I think that's what I mean, I'm still constantly learning and growing, and trying to figure out um, the best way to set those boundaries and to have have those boundaries. Um, I think it it was something that was really hard, um, and something that honestly I, I learned a lot from other people, um, and and watching and observing and asking questions. Um, you know, I definitely learned a lot from from mentors. Again, transitioning from middle to upper school. Um, and then also not being afraid to ask people who have been in these situations before um kind of just how, how they might handle a situation like this or how how might you address something like that and I think um, bring in terms of like bringing your whole self to the conversation I think um, that comes again like I, I don't know that there's like a magic a magic like recipe I think it's I think it's just you know going through, so, so many of these different situations and experiences and taking the time to to look at how it went and being able to analyze that and saying hey how are my boundaries like how, did I set a good boundary or did I not was it you know I, I think um I think that is how i have been I ha- how I have found the ability to make those boundaries and also you know I think um thinking about things kind of prior um, has helped a little bit too um understanding you know when I go into tough conversations what that looks like um what what is the goal I'm trying to accomplish here and like really keeping focus that and and um coming in with like you know just the the genuine good like genuinely wanting to do what's best for that student or the faculty member I'm talking to or whatever um I know that doesn't give you like a hey this is like exactly how we do it but like I don't know but, that's just my
0: experiences. But but you you point to something great and and uh combining the answer that you just gave with something that you said earlier. This you talk about how often you reflect and how often you think about uh yourself and and develop that self, right? And as we bring our fullest self into things, it's so important that we look to people that that uh, can, can give us advice who have been there before mm-hmm. and reflect on our own experiences of, of, of what we've done, what has worked, what hasn't worked for us. So much of, uh, and, and I'm sure Dr. Stager, I'm sure you can speak to this as well. So much of what you learn in taking on a new role or taking on a new title, you learn through experience and you learn by doing it and you learn in large part by reflecting on your own experience. Dr. Stager,
1: does that resonate Absolutely. with you as well? Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, whether you're always, I think I'm always learning from the people around me. You know, I'm always learning from the people that I, I know that are in sim- similar roles to whatever I have. Um, I'm learning from people who are in roles that I'm curious about. I'm wondering, is that a role I might want to have? Um, I'm learning from my students who are navigating their, their experience and their life in ways that sometimes resonate with things I remember, sometimes don't, right? um and so i I think you know i i strive to always be really open and try to to hear that but it's hard it's challenging Mm -hmm. and and i think you know that that self-reflection piece um is something i have to remind myself all the time Mm -hmm. think about that exchange think about that interaction that's you know why i mentioned it before i I really have appreciated working with mrs hanks because she she's helped me at, at key times like here, think about this situation that you just experienced that maybe maybe didn't go the way that you expected it to. Um, you know, think about it in this way, um, and maybe that'll be helpful for you in a different context. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Do, doing that reflective work, I feel like is what allowed me to 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 be my fullest self as a teacher, right? I think at first I was pretending to be what I thought a teacher was and and filling in the gaps in my actual knowledge of teaching with uh what i saw on tv with things i saw my old teachers do and with just like little bits and pieces from all over the place and so the idea of being myself as a teacher was so muddy that i couldn't even see it until i was reflecting on my own experience and reflecting with people that could speak to uh the experience of, of going through that as well. Uh does that does that resonate with either of you?
2: Yeah, it does. And like this idea of having the so how, of having the courage to ask. So like some, so many times um I felt like like I should know what to do. <laughs> I should know what to do. I should know how to respond. I should know the best way to do this. And um after, like, I've definitely had mentors that are just like, you know, like, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to ask. It doesn't mean that you don't know what you're doing. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're not as, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you're not qualified, right? It's not like that. I'm not, you're not qualified, but like asking and having the courage to ask is really where you can just gain so much knowledge. And then, like you said, process it and understand what is true to me and like what pieces of that can I can I use to 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 be better Um, so um we've got a little friend visit um so yeah and you know I also think back again always relating it to kind of athletics which is where you know again what I've grown up with and I think has definitely helped me learn some of these lessons is you know, after a game, having the, having a minute to reflect on like, all right, what were some things that I did really, really that, that went well, what are some things? Cause you got to give yourself that too. What are some things that like were awesome? And then what are some things, oh man, like that was, that was rough. Okay. And like, how can I, how can I fix, how can I fix that? And how can, how can I learn so that the next time when I'm in that situation again, have it not, you know, not make the same mistake twice or, or approach it differently. Right.
0: Absolutely.
1: so you know there's just to just to um sort of jump in here and maybe change directions a little bit but one of the things that that i i'm thinking about is i'm i'm hearing you talk about athletics i'm hearing you talk about these different roles. you know I, i'm thinking about the fact that that hopefully we've got some students who are listening and and students are living in this world where especially in pandemic, but all the time, they're, they're sort of split between like an in-person world and a social media world. And we all know that social media um, is curated, right? That you're not putting everything, you may be putting your own imagination of what your best self might be, right? You've got that that possibility of creating an alternate reality of yourself that gets projected out to the world, those kinds of things. And yet there's this constant pressure to bring your full self, right? to be authentic, to be whatever. But one of the things that I'm hearing in this conversation, and one of the reasons I, I was excited to have this conversation is that we're always also constantly curating. We're bringing different versions of ourselves. We're, you know, doing these things sometimes just because of our roles and our obligations. Sometimes it's because, you know, you talk to your grandmother differently than you talk to uh, right. your friends and, and you should, but also, you know, how, is there is there any part of the experience that we have together in this room that we can we can help students to navigate the complexities and challenges of like that is normal to have to to make those choices and it's not inauthentic to yourself it it is an essential part of living in society
0: absolutely and and that tension between the real (laughs) the real you versus the instagram you right you you uh there's, there's a um, a trend to put on a picture of uh, what it looks like on Instagram versus what it looks like on real life. Your social media profile is going to be one lane of you and it doesn't it doesn't leave a lot of uh, a lot of wiggle room for your authenticity, right? You are so many different things at the same time. And social media is only going to capture what you allow it to capture, which is is rarely if ever going to to show the the full gamut of of your personality and um i think one of the things in in that we get through this conversation is this idea of how to be authentically you in every scenario right and and um how to how to be your fullest self through these different uh, uh perspectives and for these different people because you're absolutely right i do not talk to my grandmother the same way i talk to my students right no. I, I shouldn't there 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 are distinctions in 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 each of those roles for a very good reason um miss hanks how do how do you what would you say to a student trying to navigate this uh this kind of conundrum
2: yeah. Look, I, I think it's a, I think it's a tough conundrum to be, I, I do. And I feel, I do feel for our students because I think there is this idea that, that we should already be this perfect finished product. Right. And I think that is something that, um, you know, even as a professional and as a person, you, you feel like, okay, I should, I should have it together. I should know who I am and what's going on. Um, you know, I should know how to handle these tough situations, right? Even though um, I think the biggest thing is that it's beautiful to to understand that imperfection imperfection is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. and that um, it takes vulnerability and courage to do that. But I think, you know, g- coming to a place at some point, again, it's maturity, right? It's taken me a long time also to kind of even get there. And I still work on it all the time. But um, being okay, being uncomfortable right and imperfect is is a is a place that I I think I strive to get to and and I think social media doesn't help right doesn't help with that in my opinion um you rarely see people putting themselves out out there right and being um super vulnerable um usually everything looks beautiful right everything looks packaged everyone looks happy and um I think you know getting to that place where you're like okay okay knowing that you're growing and maturing and um, embracing that is is really where you can get to that true true happiness place you know and bring your full self like you we've been talking about to I think your personal life work life um yeah.
0: and and having the patience and grace with yourself as you develop yourself mm-hmm. to be your fullest self absolutely totally. And
1: grace is a word I, I think about a lot these days um, with the the way our normal routines got shaken up last March. You know, I think a lot of us had to learn a lot about how to navigate these these new systems, these new expectations and and, you know, pressure on top of pressure were just heaped upon us. And and in order to get through this grace for other people, um, grace for ourselves. right? I think that, that these have been been really important messages. Um, so, look, I'm I'm paying attention to time. We've been chatting for a while. Um, I don't want to cut our conversation shorter than it needs to, but I also want to be respectful of of you, and I want to appreciate how much um, or tell you how much I appreciate you engaging with us today, um, Katie. It's been it's been a real pleasure.
0: For for sure, yeah, super happy to have you. Um, as we as we wrap this one up, one of the things we like to leave off with is our takeaways from the, from the conversation, right? Um, I'll I'll demonstrate one for you. I'll give you mine first. For me, uh, what rings true for this conversation is that there's no one way to do anything, right? And uh, I'm thinking about my role as as a DI coordinator for the for the upper school. There's it's the, the first thing that I thought of when, when I took this role on was that, all right, I, I need to know everything about everything, but that's not true, right? I don't need to know, uh, I'm, I'm not an expert in everyone's culture just because I have this title, right? The, there's a way to be my fullest self and still be growing at, in my knowledge and still be growing in, in all the things that I want to develop. And so my biggest takeaway from this conversation and what I would leave uh, people off with is that in, in their, their quest to fill a role, whether that be a good student, a good teacher, a good administrator, there's a way to be your fullest self. And, and just because somebody else is good at it in their way, doesn't mean that that's the way that you have to model it uh, or you have to uh, do it the same way. Uh, Dr. Sager, what takeaways do you have from this conversation?
1: I, I have so many takeaways from this conversation,
0: but I, I think, in,
1: in the spirit of time, um, I'll say, you know, I've, I've often said I'm a better teacher because I'm a parent and I'm a better parent because I'm a teacher. And, and I'm not gonna be the same person towards my kids that I am in the classroom um, and, and vice versa, right? I'm not gonna talk to my students the way I talk to m- my own children. And also they they reinforce who I am in so many ways right and so I think just appreciating that, that there are those there are those those distinctions and differences and and getting to be honest about that with myself helps me to bring what I need to the various places that I'm at absolutely this is hanks uh
2: yeah I this has been such an awesome conversation I just want to thank you both again for inviting me um I, I again have learned just so much, even about myself, uh, while talking with you guys, which is really cool. Um, I think my my big takeaway is that there there are ways to, like you said, to not lose yourself and to and to be who you are. Um, again, a self that continues to grow and change, right, is never just like this is who I am and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, in in different places, so in the in the home. Um, at work, um, in a relationship, I think there, you can bring yourself and then, but establishing those boundaries and understanding what those are and taking the time to reflect after having situations, I think, um, can allow you to, again, be who you want to be and who you are in many different environments. So, pause.
0: as she shifts into her, uh, what do you call it? When when Superman goes into the telephone booth, throws on her cape real quick and becomes mom for a second.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, Charlie's hungry. So, um, but yeah, I think, you know, being able, to, just being able again to take the time to reflect. Yeah. Charlie gotta
0: eat. Charlie has to eat.
1: This is why I'm so glad to have Mrs. Hanks as part of this conversation.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, thank you. Sorry, she just decided to throw her banana. Charlie did. Um, And I've kind of lost my train of thought.
0: You were mentioning uh, taking the time to reflect.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, and I think, taking the time to reflect is is just, again, like whether you're on the on the field after a, after a game, whether you've had an interaction with a friend, you know, via text or social media that like just maybe didn't go well and just taking a minute to be like, all right, what was that? Like, how did that go? And being able to kind of look at yourself and say, okay, well, I did some things like the intent was good, but what happened after, right? Um, and being able to reflect, I think, Will help us grow in the most genuine way, right? And and trying to just yeah, to to grow in that sort of way is always I think like our goal. Um, Absolutely. And also and also that we have amazing people on campus here that bring you these podcasts and put a lot of time and effort in. When I I know y'all you know have a lot of things to balance, but I think it's really cool that you're sending these messages um, <laughs> to the students and providing these these talks for them. Thank you both so much.
0: Yeah, and and thank you to to our guest today, Ms. Hanks, and uh, hopefully this conversation encourages all of our listeners to be their fullest selves and to to find different ways to uh, have a support system that allows them to not only reflect but to learn through each other's experiences as we continue to grow and and uh, develop as a community. Um, and that brings us to the end of another great episode. Super excited! And hey. State classic cow passes. See you.